Blog Talk Radio. Circumstances can't stop me And neither will they block me Today I feel unmovable Nothing's impossible To walk on water To calm the sea To speak to mountains I can be free just Well, good morning, ladies of the Process 319 Unleashed, and I hope that everyone is having a great day. As you know, I always say we get a do-over. You know, it's funny, I was uh, on uh, Facebook yesterday posting some things for the show, and I saw someone's post that basically said, you know, too bad we don't get a do-over. But in reality, every day that we wake up, every minute that goes by, and we recognize that we didn't do something right, if we're still alive, we have a do-over. That's the great thing about God, is that as long as we're alive and on this earth, as long as we have breath in our body, we have a do-over. And as long as we're conscious and have a breath, it doesn't matter if we're in a wheelchair, on our back. If we have any uh, level of consciousness, we have the ability to confess our sins to the Lord, and he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. You know, if our attitude's not right, our character's not right, we have the ability to go before the Lord Jesus Christ with boldness and ask him to help us to get it right and to submit to whatever that process is to get us right. So, We want to open with a word of prayer this morning. We want to encourage um, all those who are listening uh, on their way to work this morning, at work, in their cars, and even those who are also listening on demand. Heavenly Father, gracious, almighty God, we thank you this morning. We lift up your name because in the word of God, it says that, that if we hallow your name, worship your name, lift up your name, then we recognize that you are bigger than our problem. When we begin to lift you up for who you are, your greatness, your power, your authority, your might, your all-knowing, just in you being who you are, then we recognize that you are bigger than anything that we can see, that you own the cattle of a thousand hills. You are the God that spoke a word and put the moon and the stars in the sky. You are the God that knew before I was born every step that I would take. I thank you this morning, God, that we, the listeners on this line this morning, can come before you humbly, Father God, with thanksgiving, oh God, and say thank you and ask you and lay our petitions down before you. We thank you for sending your son Jesus uh, on the cross to die for our sins. 
uh, so that we can boldly, boldly, with confidence, come before your throne, laying out our petition, laying out our relationship with you. Father God, you uh, allow your son to die on the cross to put us back into relationship with you, not to lord over us, not to dictate, but to partner with us to be in obedience to your word and to bring about in the earth that which you want brought about. So we thank you, God, that you've always had it in your mind to use man in the earth. So we thank you. Father God, I know that those are who are uh, under the sound of my voice, uh, again, whether on demand or live, Father God, you know, everybody's got something that they're going through. And if it's not going through, they're coming out. So they either need to be praising you or petitioning you or praising you either way. Father God, so we just pray that you will minister to those who are hurting, broken, downtrodden, those who are just tired, ready to give up, discouraged, those who are just heavy. You know, life is not always going to be rainbows and butterflies, but neither should life be gray either. So, Father God, for those who are just functioning right now, who they're just going through the motions of life, I lift them up right now, and I speak, I inject and a, a word of encouragement uh, to them that says, you shall live and not die. You shall go on to be and to do all that God has called you to be. Stop looking at the naysayers and those around you. Set your face like flint on the Lord Jesus Christ to bring about all that he has planned for you. There are times in life where rejection is a good thing. And if folks don't like you and they're rejecting you, shout hallelujah and go on with Christ. If you are going through a great situation right now, then we praise God with you. We thank God for you, your obedience. And I pray that you will stay close to the Father through Jesus Christ. So we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I hope that you guys are really doing well and um, life is going great. Can you believe it? We are almost at the end of October. Next week is like the last week of October. We're getting ready to end daylight savings time and uh, you know, get ready for the holidays. People are buying tickets for Thanksgiving and, you know, uh, Christmas and those things. I mean, this year, 2015, has just blown by, just blown by. So uh, this week or this month, um, we're going to begin a study on the book of James. And um, some areas may be cursory uh, kinds of reviews just to encourage you. And then some areas, depending on however God leads me to do it, may go a little bit more in depth. I'm looking at taking it chapter by chapter, but we're going to include a lot of nuggets throughout the whole Bible because, you know, how many of you know the Bible needs to be read in tandem? It does not contradict itself. It always speaks for itself. And anything outside of that, any other readings should just um, fortify it maybe even more. So let's go ahead and go to the book of James. And we're going to go to the first chapter. And I'm going to read it from the um, 
amplified version. But before I read it, I think it's a good idea for us to know who he's talking to. If any of you listen to um, our, our uh, Tuesday show, uh, Gerald Borsico, my husband was on the show, and we he read uh, a, a passage out of the book of James. And I'm like, okay, that's really beautiful, honey. But let's know who we're talking to and what it's about. So I thought it would be very good for us today to begin with an understanding of you know, who was who who was James talking to when he wrote this? You know, what was going on during that time? And it's no different than today. It really is no different. So the whole rule theme of the book of James is really living by faith. The theme is living out one's faith and that we should be a doer and not just a hearer of the word. And when we get to that section, um, we may spend a little extra time there because being a doer is not what I think most people think being a doer is. And so we're going to talk about that. But being a doer of the word, this theme is developed in a view of the social conflict between the rich and the poor and the spiritual conflict between factions in the church. How many of you know if that's not apropos to what we're going through in our society today, then I don't know what is. You know, there's this big uh, uh, cavern between the rich and the poor. You know, the rich are just um, they're 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 being vilified in the public eye and in the media as being overindulgent. They have no compassion. And every rich person isn't like that, just like every black person is not um, a thief, a thug, a prostitute, or um, unintelligent, and every white person isn't prejudiced. You know, we have to make sure that we are not in either category throwing people under the bus or being a respecter of persons. Because there's a balance, and that's one thing that we learn through the Word of God, is that there is a balance, a place of temperance that we need to learn to walk in. Um, we, we, we understand that um, conflict has entered the churches, and they have been splintered into fighting factions. You know, we never, ever, ever want to put, you know, something or someone or someone's status over and above something else. But in our society, we tend to do it all of the time. So as we begin to go in, real simple, in looking at the um, looking at the book of James, the first chapter, uh, we're, we're going to look at what does that say and what does that mean? We're going to go over um, some... The, a way to think about it. And sometimes we need to take a, a minute and just think, what is the word saying? And what did he mean by that? We need to ask questions and dialogue with the author, even though the author isn't there. If we, we know the author. So we need to dialogue with the author. Hey, Holy Spirit, what did James mean by that? What do I do? And how do I practically apply that to my life? Knowing something, but not applying it, it, it it really doesn't mean anything. You, you you aren't doing anything with it. So from the Amplified Virgin, uh, Version, reading in uh, James chapter 1, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
to the 12 tribes scattered abroad among Gentiles in the dispersion, greeting, rejoice, consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whatever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort uh, or fall into various temptations. Be assuredly assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience uh, with no defects, looking in nothing. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally, ungrudgingly, without reproaching or fault-finding, and it will be given him. Only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates, doubts, is like the billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind away even i'm sorry i had to skip down i missed the verse um but let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed and then it goes back up until there's no defects lacking anything if any of you is deficient in wisdom so it, it went there so let me just go back down to verse seven for fully, for truly, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks for from the Lord. For being as he is, a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, Ill, Ill, irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about anything he thinks, feels, decides. Let the brother in humble circumstances glory in his elevation as a Christian called to the rich, true riches and to be an heir of God. And the rich person ought to glory in being humbled by being shown his human frailty. Because like the flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun comes with a scorching heat and parches the grass. It falls in flowers, falls off, and its beauty fades away. Even so will the rich man wither and die in the midst of his pursuit. Blessed, happy, to be envied is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation. For when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted from God, for God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. But every person is tempted when they are drawn away, enticed, and baited by his own evil desire, lust, passion. Then the evil desire, when it has conceived, gives birth in sin, and sin, when it is fully matured, brings forth death. Do not be misled, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift, full, free, large, full gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light in the shining of whom there can be no variation, rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning. As 
in an eclipse. And it was as of his own free will that he gave us birth as sons by his word of truth so that we should be a kind of fruit, first fruits of his creatures, a sample of what he created to be consecrated to himself. Understand this, my beloved be quick to hear, a ready listener, slow to speak, for a man's anger does not promote the righteousness God wishes and requires. So get rid of all uncleanness, the rampant outgrowth of wickedness, and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourself into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully in his own natural face in a mirror, for he thought uh, thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off promptly, forgets what he was like. But he who looks carefully into the flawless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and preserves in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing, his life of obedience. If anyone thinks himself to be religious, piously observant of the external duties of this faith, of his faith, and does not bridle his tongue, but deludes him, his own heart, this person's religious service is worthless, futile, barren. External religious worship, religion as it outward acts, that is pure and unblemished in the sight of God, the Father, is this to visit and help and care for the orphans and the widow in their affliction and need and to keep oneself unspotted and uncontaminated from the world. Wow, that is a lot. And that's going to be more than we're going to cover in this one show today. So we're going to be breaking that up over a a few weeks. Why? Because we want to make sure that we do a, a thorough job in um, ministering the word of God in those areas, because there's a lot there. So I want to start with the first, uh, just the first verse in and of itself, because I think, you know, when I was looking at that, it it really caused me to ponder. And I was reading it out of the um, English Standard Version, where it, it just says, you know, we have verse two, count it all joy. My brothers, when you meet trials, various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. You know, I was quickly reminded, and then we go on to be to, we're told that be assured and understand that trials are improving of your faith. Bring out endurance and steadfast patience. What does that mean? Uh, brings out the proving of your faith. We know that in Ephesians chapter 2 and 9, uh, 2, 8, 9, what faith is or what salvation is. How do we come to know the Lord? Um, we, it is a gift that we receive. You see, for those of us who've accepted Christ as our personal Savior, we have, re- have received 
the message of the kingdom. We've received the message of salvation. And we know that God came in and we've said, you know what, Lord, I agree with you that in my current state, I'm a sinner. I'm wretched. Nothing good lies in me. The heart is deceitfully wicked. My mind, my flesh are, are drawn away by their passions. But I receive what you did for me on the cross, Jesus. I receive my healing. I receive my new mind. I receive that I'm no longer in bondage to my flesh and to the desires of this world. You've given me the spirit of God on the inside, and now I can move out and live according to what your word says. So if your word says to forgive, then I forgive. If your word says to love, then I love. Why? Because it's not me. I'm exercising the muscle of my faith. I'm exercising the uh, the uh, the muscle of believing what I what I what I've received because Christ did it all. I am now to be like Christ. One examples that I believe of that is when Jesus says, "If you don't forgive others, I won't forgive you." Why does he say that? Because once I've given it to you, you need to be able to go back and give it to someone else. Another example of that is of the a parable of the, um, the, the man that owed the king a lot of money. And he pleads his case before the king and the king absolves him of the money, of what he owed. And he owed an exorbitant amount of money. And then he goes to someone that owes him money, the, the guy that was just redeemed, and he demands, he demands, pay me, pay me what you owe me. And the guy's like, I don't, I don't have it. And then when people heard what he did, the king was like, you know, you wicked man. You know, I forgave you much, and you won't even go out and 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 be an example or or give back what was given to you. And that's what we should do as Christians. When we are Christians and we walk and we get hurt and we get offended and which we shouldn't do. And um, because we should be walking in love towards other people, a couple of people, why we shouldn't get offended is because we offend other people. And we you know we walk around and we, we do things and we say things, not that we do it on purpose, but sometimes it can happen. You're walking and you didn't see somebody and you ignored them because your mind was somewhere else and they get offended. Well, guess what? If you want others to uh, forgive you when you offend them, then you need to forgive others. You know, we should not walk around with that. But he says in here, joy, my brothers. When we go through trials, it's not the trial that is good. It, it never said in that passage that the trial was good. He says, consider it wholly joyful, my brother, whenever you are enveloped, surrounded, covered, engulfed in a trial. And, and, and here's why it says it. It never once ever time Every anytime says that the trial is good. What it wants you to rejoice in is what the trial will do in your life. And we can rejoice in the area of, 
of, of becoming uh, uh, mature. The Bible often used the words perfect, but it's mature, never going back. I mean, think of us being um, when we were children or however old we are now. You know, I just had the big one, you know, back in June. Well, if I, at 50 years old now, did the same thing, thought the same way, processing the same way I did when I was 25, you guys would think I was crazy. Because I should grow, I should be mature, I should take my experiences and be able to learn from, and then not be able to make those same mistakes. There's an old saying that says, you know, you make it one time as, you know, one time is, uh, uh, you know, fool on you, uh, on the next time fool on them, something like that. You know, we should grow. So I don't want us to get... Uh, in this mindset that, oh, I got to be glad for my child. No, no, no. I'm glad for what that trial is going to produce, the maturity, the mindset, the peace that it's going to produce in my life, in my heart. Consider it hopeful, holy joy, joy, joy for my brethren. Whenever you are enveloped or surrounded or encounter child of any sort or fall into various temptations, be assured and understand that the trials and proving of your faith bring out endurance. It brings out the endurance. You know, we look at runners that go for a run and um, the more they run, the more they exercise those muscles, the more they um, uh, practice the more that they do what they do, the better they become. So guess what? The next time they can extend. Guess what? The next time they run, they can run, you know, a quarter mile more, okay? The next time they can add another quarter mile. And then the next time, you know, so before you know it, they're up to three miles. You know, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, 10 miles. Why? Because they were able to, um, they had exercised those muscles. They exercised those muscles to get done what they wanted to get done because they knew that uh, they were going to be doing something uh, extra uh, in, 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 their, in their running. It was going to take them an extra mile. It was going to take them further in what they did. And then we look at steadfast firm, secure. We get in a place in our walk with God where we are firm. We are secure. I know I'm going to make it. It's going to come out. So now when, when, and and it's amazing how this part is said before we get to the billowing and being double-minded. We get to a place in our walk with God where we are sure-footed. Why? Because we've gone through trials and tribs and situations and it has birthed in us the ability to wait on God. How many of you have gone through something and, and now it's like, okay, God, well, you know what? I prayed in faith. I believe you. I'm going to give you glory. I'm going to worship your name. And I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to worry because I know you have me. You never leave me or forsake me. All my needs are met. You know, no, you will withhold no good thing. You begin to call on the word, call on the word. You begin to go, oh, hey, I don't have to worry about that. You know, it it, it builds that area of patience in you. But if you never go through anything, 
How can that be built? If you never run, if you never exercise, if you never lift weights, how will your muscles ever grow? They won't because they've never been stretched. You know, if you any of you work out, they say that when you're lifting weights, you're literally tearing your muscles. And it's the it's in the repairing of the muscles after you've been lifting weights and, and, and exercising that makes them grow, that makes them bigger, that makes them better. Well, guess what? We are working out. We are tearing and ripping apart or, or, or the situation or is, is, is happening that way in our life so that we can have our muscles to grow and to do and make us better in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, we want to get better. We want to do. We want to be. You know, I was uh, looking for the scripture um, in the book of Romans that says that, you know, there's character that, that is built. It says here in Romans chapter, uh, look, chapter, I'm in chapter 5, verse 4. I'm going to start with verse 3. Moreover, let also be uh, always be full of joy now. Let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our suffering, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. And endurance brings fortitude and develops maturity and character. And, and we're approved. So we'll finish up next week, guys. I love you. If you don't know Christ, accept him as your personal savior. Let me know on Facebook how you're liking the show. And feel free to contact us at theprocess319 at gmail.com. Love you guys. <laughs>